You're listening to Cloud9, where Bahaiteachings.org interviews artists from around the globe to learn about what inspires, uplifts, and motivates them to make a positive contribution to the world. My name is Shadi Talui Wallace. Bass Adjustment is the artist's name of Austrian-based composer, songwriter, and producer, Raha Puschi. Established in 2006, Bass Adjustment's main mission has been to promote unity and diversity and the oneness of humanity through electronic music. Since the release of his debut album, The Style is to be Changed, in 2013, his music has been widely featured and remixed by DJs and producers on radio shows and at clubs across the UK and Europe. Drawing on influences from all over the world, Bass Adjustment brings heartfelt, spiritually inspired lyrics to life through Eastern, Latin, and African-inspired melodies and rhythms with house, pop, soul, and R&B roots. In this episode of Cloud9, we interview Raha from his studio in the Alps of Innsbruck, Austria, about the inspiration and motivation behind the powerful messages of oneness and unity in his music. He opens up about why he believes music can break down barriers and help us think about our contributions to the betterment of the world. He also shares why he's motivated to collaborate with international artists and why lyrics and messaging play such an integral role in his music. Raha, welcome to Cloud9. Thank you for having me. So let's start with your musical journey. You started out your musical education and classical piano, but soon became really fascinated with the world of electronic music. Where did your interest in music production arrangements come from? Well, um, I had the bounty of growing up around people that uh, were making music and also were creating music. My parents, close friends, also people I grew up with. Uh, we always, music was always a part of our daily life. And um, when playing and learning classical piano, I quickly realized that just playing musical pieces of other composers was not that satisfying to me. So I guess my path towards composing uh, was uh, a quick one. So I started very early to compose uh, uh, my own music um, and started to try out new things and, and see what sounds good. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, and obviously, of course, I was listening to the radio and I realized that. Um, the music I was listening to and the messages that they spread, the lyrics they used, weren't really the best lyrics out there. And uh, uh, I soon started to think about if I could maybe um, try to contribute to, to um, write good music, but also with positive lyrics. And... Uh, that's why I actually, mm. in, at an early uh, age, I started producing and composing myself. At that time, it was also the beginning of home recording. So I, I really remember I had this very old PC that wasn't really able to do anything else. And, and I was <laughs> using like MIDI and this, I don't know, people probably today can't even imagine how it was. There was no internet, anything. But we would we would uh, make music and, and make beats using 
MIDI sounds and these this awful sounds that actually now are getting uh, hyped again. <laughs> these old vintage sounds. Yeah, yeah. They're, <laughs> they're really, really popular, popular again. Now, yeah? <laughs> and, and I remember it was really frustrating in the beginning because I was hearing these songs in the radio and I was I was producing in my home and, and I would see, no, this is not like at all similar to what I'm hearing at, in the radio. So yeah, it was frustrating in the beginning. But yeah, you know, what drives me is this, this really this striving for excellence in, in everything I do. And so I would always try to get better, learn from others, um, see how others do it, and, and especially collaborating with others and working hmm. in teams with other people helped me a lot um, to, to, to learn and, and uh, grow. Right. So Base Adjustment has been in operation now for about 13 years. Reflecting back to 2006, what was the motivation behind the music that you were creating? You've already mentioned positive lyrics, but what did you feel was really lacking in the general electronic music world? And how was Base Adjustment going to address that? Well, I mean, the thing is that when I started out with Base Adjustment or producing music, um, I, I didn't have a concrete idea of, of uh, going even into electronic music. I'm really bad with genres, actually. Um, thank God I found out other musicians and, and producers. <laughs> so I didn't know for a long time what kind of genre I am in, uh, producing in. But yeah, I mean, I guess the inspiration behind everything in my life is the vision of Baha'u'llah. And one quote from Baha'u'llah, resonates uh, deeply with me. And uh, Baha'u'llah says, the earth is but one country and mankind its citizens. And I guess this is the, the guiding principle for, for base adjustment. And actually also this quote uh, I used in one of the songs on the debut album called uh, One Planet. Mm. So I guess everything I do is around this vision that the earth is just one country and Mankind is like one family, so there are no, there is no no uh, differences in terms of that uh, people have uh, different values or or barriers or anything. So this vision is what what really uh, base adjustment actually my whole life is about. So yeah, I try to combine this love for music mm. I had and the love for Baha'u'llah into uh, base adjustment, basically. Um, so for me, it was really important that my music reflects this, this, uh, oneness of humankind, but in its diversity and everything, of course, inspired by the Baha'i concepts and the Baha'i writings. And, um, so I would, of course, address, uh, the lyrical part of, of, uh, the music in terms of trying to have positive lyrics and, and, Initially, even uh, putting the writings of the Baha'i faith uh, into music, um, but then uh, also to to uh, showcase this unity and diversity through the music. Actually, so I was trying to combine different styles, different genres of music, and also have within it influences from Latin, Eastern, African music to really show how beautiful this unity, uh, this diversity can be when it's united in, in a musical mm. piece. 
And so, and the other aspect, of course, was um, one thing was to do this all by myself, but I also wanted to show this uh, diversity by collaborating with other art artists. And uh, actually, the um, the first album, I think, uh, I collaborated with artists from all the continents. Um, and uh, yeah, th this is probably all these different aspects are coming back to this principle of uh, unity and diversity. And Baha'u'llah describes it beautifully in, in one quotation where he says, uh, ye are the fruits of one tree and the leaves of one branch. Deal ye one with another with the utmost love and harmony, with French friendliness and fellowship. And then later on he says, so powerful is the light of unity that it can illuminate the whole earth. So. This is really, I guess this is, this is the one topic that, that's probably implicitly in all the songs I create, whether lyrically or through music or through the collaborations um, trying to. And to when do. you collaborated with these other artists, would you share these quotes and share this vision with them so that you could all kind of be on the same page? Or did you just specifically find people who resonated with with this idea of unity and diversity? I guess it's both. Um, yeah, obviously, some people, um, when they listen to my previous uh, songs, they would realize immediately. Um, others I know share the same uh, vision, uh, but I also work with people, uh, very diverse people, and yeah, I, they, they know um, that this is this is what drives me. This is the vision I'm trying to achieve, and and, and they want to be part yeah, of that vision. Uh, we, yeah. Yes, I think this is what what is really um, the the key and the basis of all my collaborations, whomever right. I, I work with. Right. So. You began Base Adjustment in 2006, but it wasn't until 2013 when Base Adjustment released its first album called The Style Is To Be Changed. Since then, you've produced and released dozens of singles, remixes, and collaborations. And today, your songs are widely featured and remixed by DJs and producers on radio shows and in clubs all around the UK and Europe. Why do you think the response has been so positive, and how does this reflect the values of Base Adjustment? Mm, probably really this, um, although I'm not that uh, uh, um, aware of it because I'm, I'm probably not the usual person. I listen to music for the sake of music. So I'm not into any genre in terms of the culture that it brings with. But uh, electronic music is probably not really something you would um, easily... Uh, um, combined with, with uh, positive lyrics and, and uh, these thoughts uh, that this adjustment is sharing. Um, so probably this is something that, that is a bit new and which is also the feedback I'm getting uh, that this adjustment is known for the positive lyrics or for the positive message that it spreads um, combined with good music. Uh, and um, this is what is really important for me. And I, I believe that music is, is uh, like a language, a universal one, actually. And uh, it does always transports mm. a message. So 
um, I think it's not possible to make music without transporting a message. So we have to choose whether we want to or not, what kind of message we would like to convey. And um, I actually very consciously choose to, to combine positive music with positive lyrics. And um, I always try to write lyrics that either give people a wake-up call or show them a little bit of the mirror of how the world or society is functioning, but always trying to break down barriers and, and um, help to unite people or unite uh, differences or even see the beauty in diversity. I think it's different when my music uh, speaks to the higher nature uh, of, of people. And so this conversation that is brought into uh, the world through music is, is a meaningful conversation. So although some artists may think that uh, the musical arrangement or the production uh, is more important than the lyrics or that people don't really pay attention to lyrics, um, I, I believe this not to be true and that lyrics are important. And even if people don't understand them or don't understand all of it, maybe, it still has an effect. And it, it has an effect on the mind and the heart. And there is a beautiful uh, quote also from the Baha'i writings where this, this, this effect is uh, uh, described. Um, and it says, when, when eloquence of expression, beauty of sense, and sweetness of composition unite with new melodies, the effect is ever great. And that really this beautiful music that is created can um, affect the minds and impress the hearts of those who listen. So I believe that the effect is always there, but uh, producer, composer, songwriter chooses what this message uh, will be. And even if someone chooses not to care, there's still a message that is being put out there. And I try to choose a positive message. And I hope that Bass Adjustment Music help listeners um, to think about the contribution to the betterment of the world of society and actually leads them also to take actions. And it's there's a beautiful quote in the Baha'i writings that, that compares service to humanity with service to God. It says service to humanity is service to God. And then it says all effort and exertion put forth by man from the fullness of his heart is worship. If it is prompted by the highest motives and the will to do service to humanity. This is worship to serve mankind and to minister to the needs of the people. And then it says, service is prayer. So it's really beautiful how, how service is combined with prayer. And, and suddenly this spiritual aspect is combined with very practical uh, element of service, of, of action. It also, it occurred to me this weekend, I was uh, part of a, a workshop, a music writing workshop. And we as a society have become so passive about what we listen to. We just are just turn on the radio or have Spotify or whatever streaming we use, kind of just mix through a series of songs. And we just become so used to just having it there. But I think 
And listening to positive music or positive lyrics in particular helps us understand that we are still we are still very powerful and can control what we listen to and recognize that there is this this difference between general music and the music that is feeding our higher nature, our spiritual our spiritual identity. And when we're given the choice, I think people definitely want to be made to feel elevated spiritually and and mentally and emotionally. And they want to be exposed to that music, but because it's not so readily available, we just kind of just listen to whatever we have access to or whatever's going on in the background and become very passive. But we need to also learn how we could become more active listeners and more active contributors to music making of a, of a higher nature. Yeah, very true, very true. And it's exciting to be part of this movement of of musicians too. Yeah, very much. It's, I think, yeah, although I I think it's a very humble uh, contribution uh, I'm making, but still, yeah, it is, it is a, um, it's something that goes towards the right direction. And, and I think it helps mm-hmm. also uh, the younger generations to, to more readily come out and then follow the same path. Yeah. So reflecting on the power of messages and lyrics, I actually had the opportunity to collaborate on a song with you about a year ago called And I Pray. And I was I was personally really impressed and humbled by the value that you placed on the lyrical component of the songs. So admittedly, I sort of came in a bit clueless and thought you wanted a couple lines here and there to remix, but very quickly learned you were looking for much, much more. And I thought we'd take some time now to talk about this piece and the inspiration behind its musical and lyrical origins, as they're much inspired by our shared belief in the Baha'i faith. So why don't we start by sharing more about the musical arrangement and your vision for this song in particular? Um, There's different aspects to the concept of prayer and worship. We heard just mentioned it before, like service is prayer, but I had this idea of uh, uh, making a song that describes the state of prayer, like when a person prays and is alone in a room and prays uh, for himself or herself. And uh, I I wanted to create a, a song that is reflecting this this um, situation, this emotion. Um, musically and lyrically. And so it was uh, musically and the production was downbeat. It was more towards a chill kind of vibe. Um, also quite, uh, for at least for my usual productions, very uh, simple production, not many uh, instruments used there. And uh, to really get the focus on the lyrics, on, on the vocals. And uh, yeah, then we talked a little bit about the lyrics and we started writing the lyrics. And uh, yeah, I think you can tell more about that yourself. Yeah. So you first came to me and you said, I want to write the song about prayer. And I was really trying to think, how could I translate what prayer means to me into uh, a lyric? 
And, and I was really thinking about how I feel free when I pray. And it's this prayer is this ultimate kind of submission to the creator and putting our trust in the will of the creator. Mm. And so I kind of came up with this hook and I pray with you, I'll be free. And then I kind of went into this idea of, well, who is the creator? How do we know that he exists? Well, we're, we're told by the manifestations of God that he exists, but we don't know to what size or scale. So then I was trying to think of mm. God as like this vast ocean, this vast we know it's there, but we don't really know too much about what lies beneath or how large it is. Um, and, and there's not so many answers, but we know it exists. And so I was thinking about this feeling of prayer is like a river or, you know, a river that runs into the sea. And we know that blessed is the spot wherever we call God to mind is a place of mm. worship, is a place of prayer. So it could be a room full of people. It could be our couch. It could be in our morning walk. Wherever we pray and connect to the Creator is a, is a special place. And so this with, with this lyric with you right next to me, I was thinking about how we're always guided and always surrounded by the love of the Creator. And so I came to you with this lyric, and, and you said it needs more context. Not everyone's going to be able to <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's you know these these lyrics are beautiful when you know the context, and uh, I felt like for us it was clear the context what we wanted to say, um, but for others it could be misunderstood as maybe a love song you're singing for another <laughs> uh, person or something. Well, it's actually funny that you should mention that because I personally was experiencing love for the first time in my own in my own relationship I ended up marrying him not long ago but I felt very like it was an authentic approach to write about something that I was just experiencing and and then trying to translate that as a metaphor to something so much more greater than than this relationship and that's the relationship with the individual and with the creator so this song which was about love I guess disguised as love song uh, was became something that was about about the creator but you coming to me and saying we need more context made me reflect on okay what how can I make this more practical for like any person to really relate to and understand mm. and I kind of came into this pre-chorus or I guess verse where it talks about the conditions in which we often pray which is feeling hopeless feeling anxious feeling like the world around us is caving in like not being able to articulate how we feel and having our hearts open and our palms open and our souls are just craving for that connection with the creator. We just simply close our eyes and practice this mindful breathing and, and can easily pray anywhere that we are. And so the song, which is about love, this kind of metaphoric love in a relationship turned into something that with the context became much greater. And this was this love and connection with the creator that can be achieved by by anybody and then the the end kind of verse or chorus kind of talks about how we've waited for so long for this love being with the creator but it makes me feel so strong and it can do me no wrong and it's the song that's really dedicated to the creator and the love that I have and that we have for the creator and the protection and the um, confirmations that the creator provides us. No, I think it's it's really, it's probably my favorite song right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think also with this, with this song, 
um, at least I feel I'm getting more and more direct about what I'm trying to say. And this is actually something I'm trying to work on because I feel we are giving ambiguous messages uh, where someone can interpret this or that um, a lot. So uh, I think it's better to be more and more direct and clear about the message we want to spread. Yeah, and so, I think a lot yeah. of what's what I've learned since the song came out is that a lot of people resonate with the message, regardless of what faith or you know what philosophy they follow. Definitely. They all want to come to a point where they're being mindful and and practicing yes. mindfulness. Very true. And after all, we're praying all to the same God. So the the, the one place we're all united is really in prayer and to to one God, one Creator, and yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah, so let's listen to the song in, in its entirety. Yeah. So hopeless, so anxious, wall caving. Words are lost in all the emotion Hearts beating, palms open Souls craving, close my eyes to hear my breath And I pray, and I pray Cause it flows like a river to the sea be free
So we just heard And I Pray by Bass Adjustment featuring lyrics by myself. Thank you so much, Raha. It was such a treat to work with you on this on this particular song. Thank you. Same here. <laughs> so as a musician, how do you believe that listening to music and engaging in music making can advance the spiritual and material conditions of those who live in our communities? I believe music is... Uh probably an essential part of every culture in this world. Music is part of our lives. So we are, in a way, constantly in touch with music, uh, one way or another. Um, so uh, when, when we are uh, doing service in our neighborhoods, in our villages, we usually try to work with uh, the younger generations, with children and youth. And uh, when we study the holy writings and reflect, on them and how to uh, put them into action, uh, we usually try to also learn some of these quotations and prayers by heart and uh, to collectively try to put these passages into music um, is really uh, a very great uh, way to, to learn things by heart and to have them like integrate them really in, in your daily life, which helps you then to put them into practice. And uh, this process of, of uh, making music together based on uh, these uh, meaningful uh, lyrics, these, uh, the holy writings or prayers, is a very unifying uh, experience. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. And you can really see it attracts a lot of people of different ages, different backgrounds and cultures. No matter where you come from, music is a central part of your life. Very true. And um, and I think yeah, it's it helps also people to you know nowadays with with this with internet with music production on your uh, laptop and stuff, it's really easy for people to create music. You don't even need to have uh, knowledge of musical theory or be able to play an instrument. But you can make music. You can express your feelings, your thoughts into uh, music. And I think mm, helping young people in the community to create music that is meaningful and has a meaningful message and uh, helps these uh, youth and to understand the role, their role of contributing to the betterment of uh, their environment, of their society. So. I think it's it's very it's a very crucial part uh, um, in 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 this uh, um, movement, and uh, the youth they just love it. And what better thing than create really good music that everyone likes to listen to and combine them with uh, uh, meaningful messages? Absolutely. Um, and I also see, like generally in in music, it. It has changed a lot with the internet and with the fact that basically everyone has access to music making nowadays. Even the genres are not that clear anymore. I, I think it's very difficult to say, okay, the pop genre is this, uh, I don't know, the dance genre or EDM or what we call it or whatever. It's, it's, they're not clear, that clear anymore. It's a genre, the lines are blurring, with, for me, which for me is also a sign of this unity and diversity. So everything is getting mixed and, and something new is being created. And uh, yeah, I think this is also a sign of this uh, uh, world getting more and more united 
by keeping its diversity and not trying to to uh, be uh, uniform in a, in a way. And it's it allows a lot of people to express themselves uh, through music. And this is, I think, it's wonderful. And uh, I think it's definitely everything is going towards the right uh, destination. Yeah, it's exciting to see how this will also, the space will develop over the next few years with more and more people becoming anxiously concerned with, with the world around them. Yeah. So Raha, I want to thank you for your time today as we sadly come to the end of this episode of Cloud9. I believe that focusing much. on producing empowering lyrics in the electronic music world you're bringing something incredibly unique and valuable to the table. So I want to wish you all the best in your upcoming project. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Cloud9. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Feel free to check out Bahaiteachings.org where you can find more Baha'i-inspired podcasts, videos, and articles.